Good morning, sunshine. Welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. My name is Abby. And we've been talking a lot about our relationship compared mm-hmm. to like the standard of relationship that we see, mm-hmm. especially, you know, our favorite two words, social media, what we see portrayed on there. And we felt like there isn't much positive reinforcement around the topic of like healthy relationships because you know of course it when it's on whatever platform you're using it's toxically positive mm-hmm. and like what did you say it was like flex culture yeah mm-hmm. like um relationships on social media and how they're represented mm-hmm. i think has one extreme or the other it's there's a lot right now and i guess maybe because i get stuff for like married Instagram reels and TikTok mm-hmm. and then um they'll be on there complaining about their husband and how they do all of the home work because they're like a stay-at-home mom and mm-hmm. in all like the literal ways that their husband is just a piece of shit mm-hmm. but they like joke about it so I saw mm-hmm. one today that was like when I panic cleaned the entire house and then my husband comes home and it's like his boots in one place, his jacket thrown on the table and like something else he threw somewhere else. How about instead of making a TikTok about it, you talk to your fucking husband about it? Yeah, if you're making that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like I I totally understand wanting to be like seen and heard about the things that you deal with day to day. But I started reading the comments And one of the top comments was like, uh, what if you just stopped cleaning the house for like cleaning up after everybody in your house for, for a week or for two weeks or whatever. So be, so we're just promoting being passive aggressive. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and a lot of comments are like that. Like there's, there was a whole series that a lady got, um, so many TikTok followers because she was like day one of not cleaning up after my husband. And it went on for like weeks. Mm-hmm. And then she would clean up after him and he would go back to doing the same thing. I don't know how much these people are talking to their significant others. And I'm not here to like judge that, but you can't show one aspect of it and not the other type of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't, bitch about your significant other publicly and then expect to have a happy marriage after that <laughs> wow i didn't <laughs> look at it like that yeah do you know what i mean like what if i got on tiktok and i made like a vi- i didn't show you but i made a video about all of the ways that i have to pick up after you or i have to clean up after you and then i just post that shit that would be embarrassing you know what i mean now you know we talk about everything. For so getting like, paid, though? Partnerships? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's that extreme. And then the other extreme is, like, um, the, like, I have the most successful relationship in the fucking world type of shit. And that's, like, the flex culture type of thing where, like, um, you see that they're they are holding their boarding passes next to each other and they're like drinking champagne at the 
twinkling lights of the Eiffel Tower, or they have beautiful children and they're all dressed in like Gucci or some shit. (laughs) They're all wearing beige. Sad people beige clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Sad beige people clothes. Whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? It's one extreme or the other. So it's like a very like lavish flex culture type of relationship or it's I'm shitting on my husband. (laughs) There's no in between. Mm -hmm. And I don't see many, um, many couples in that middle ground. There's a few, but even at that, like, they're the couples in the middle ground are romanticized because it's like, oh, you guys are so funny, but that's only because they don't have kids, mm. and so they're just married. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, oh, your relationship must be so perfect, type of thing, because yeah. you don't have kids. You know what I just thought of like it makes me wonder if people are still getting like upset about not being posted on social media like i mean i still see tiktoks and reels of um people breaking down the psychology of uh you know that sound it's like speak up and then they say Uh they have like the things um of their significant other liking a girl's photo they break down the psychology of that? Yeah. Like, to basically be like, to say that, like, the the man that's doing that, so, like, if you were to like another girl's photo, any, any way, shape, or form, <laughs> that you are signifying to that girl that you're, in, you like what you see uh-huh. type of thing. I literally saw that shit the other day. <laughs> and I was looking at that, and I was like, why... Why are you, like, really harping in on, like, liking a photo? Because, like, personally, I don't know. Everybody's going to have their own opinion on that one. I'm not going to speak for everybody, and I'm not going to say that, like, my opinion is the one. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. Just from my own perspective, it's just, like, I don't fucking care, bro. I don't fucking care. And whenever you did have problems, you brought it straight to me or you'd yeah. press me about it right then and there. But it wouldn't be a fight. No, I'd just be like. And like, it's crazy because like I get sucked into the videos of people like recording themselves fighting with their significant other. Yeah. It's messed up. Yeah. But I sit and watch the room because I can't not watch the drama. Yeah. No, I don't like that stuff. It stresses me out. Like, watching other people fight, like, yeah. really stresses me, me out. Me too. But, like, but that's why I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gripped by anxiety watching it. No. My anxiety says, fly and go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, referring to that, like... That's another thing that should be praised is, like, being able to keep... The relationship to yourself. So, like, when it comes to a problem we have, like, I don't complain to anyone about you. Like, I bring the problem straight to you rather than just, like, moping around. Like, I'll feel it out just to figure out what I'm actually upset about before I bring it to you. So I might act a little funky, but, like, I always tell you just be like, give me some time. Or, like, I'm all right, I'm all right. Well, it's actually... (laughs) I hate that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I hate okay, that I just got to work through it. 
But like, that's also something you had to learn mm-hmm. to deal with because that's how I handle things. Yeah. Actually, I used to be like that. Juan would have to be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'd be like, nothing, 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 nothing. But now you've opened the floodgates. Oh, yeah. So as soon as I'm mad, I'm like, this is what my problem is, <laughs> yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I tell him right away. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a little emotionally driven sometimes. But mm-hmm. I know what the problem is immediately. So I'm like, this is my problem. Mm-hmm. Fix it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then it usually leads to something else. Oh, yeah. Of a deeper conversation. And we'll talk about it so extensively. Yeah. Juan and I... (laughs) Juan and I talk about our problems like two high school girls talking about gossip. That's how we deal with... That's how we deal with our problems. How? Because we sit there and, you know... When you're talking about the gossip, you'll be like, no, like maybe it's like this or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's I do like a sit debate. on the couch like mermaid pose. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you are right now. No, I got my legs like tucked up to the side. Oh, yeah. I got my hand like I'm all comfy, like and cozy. Yeah. Straight yeah. up called me out. Yeah, we get real. Uh, we get real into it. But we also look at it from the standpoint of like, all right, explain to me why why you're feeling this. Mm-hmm. Can you explain it? Mm-hmm. Let's let's understand why you're feeling this emotion. Like feel it out, and if it takes you more than a couple minutes, like we're like, hey, take your time. Talk, present it to me when you think you've got it. But I don't want to skip over the part that you said that led into this that we were talking about. How like we don't complain to anybody else oh, yeah. about each other. That's that, like yeah, that's the, the most important point. thing. We- yeah, no one. Nobody knows anything about it, and no one is able to have an opinion about it. Yeah, so much, so much so that like even our own families would they don't make comments whatsoever, like good or bad, realistically about one another individually because they have absolutely nothing to go off of. Yeah. They don't know anything. There was only one time I was ever like vocally mad at you that I complained to my mom and I was just, I was going off on the phone. Mm -hmm. I forget what it was for. I think it was like, it was the day I was trying to get my Honda Mm. that day. And, and I you, just pissed you, were, you off for the last time. You were mad time. at me about something, and I was like, <laughs> like just I had to rage, and I took it out on the phone call with my mom. She's like, "Oh my gosh, like what did she do?" I'm like, "Don't I leave it alone. Just I'm I'm pissed." That was the only thing I ever said. And that was like, I was like eons ago, nineteen twenty. Yeah, that was the only time I've ever complained. But like even to my friends, like don't get me wrong, I contribute to. The conversations that, like, I can compare based on the generalizations of what happens in a relationship, like, oh, my wife does this or acts like this, she's a blanket hog, or when I do this, she says this, but I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we all, (laughs) it happens to everybody. It's all the same, like, common stuff we go through. We just tell our own funny stories of it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it's not ever done in a disrespectful way. And right. of the times that I felt like I was like, hey, bud, that was a little far. I just told him afterwards. I was like, hey, like next time you like joke around like this, like maybe just do a little less. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't happened very often because as um, as much as we like to joke around and like, you know, we're totally fine calling each other out on each other's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Juan is the first person to always be like, don't fucking disrespect my wife. Don't even look at her. Mm. <laughs> yeah. She's an angry, she's an angry troll. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm standing for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm protecting you. That. And also you also have like the, the standpoint of like, I can make fun of you. No, I'm saying like, I'm protecting the person that's trying to come at you. No. And I'm <laughs> saying that you also take the standpoint of you can make fun of me, but nobody else can. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 We don't joke joke about none of that shit yeah but like our families don't interject an opinion our friends don't interject an opinion because and they have we also nothing. never air any anything out in front of anybody either Mm-mm. like if you and i like have something going on like we'll get a little tense people mm-hmm. might be able to sense like hmm, there's a little spat going on there <laughs> <laughs> like they're looking at each other a certain <laughs> they're way like what is going on here and then we, like, throw a little tantrum in the car on the way home and yeah. work it out before we get in the door. Mm-hmm. But that also helps keep the anonymity of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Actually, I can think of a time um, fairly recently. You and I got into an argument when you dropped me off for my cousin's bridal shower or was it at that rooftop lounge when I met with my friends but when you picked me up I was drunk yeah (laughs) yeah that was the the bridal shower bridal shower yeah so he dropped me off at my cousin's for the bridal shower and we just argued the entire way there and over something stupid. It doesn't All the even way matter. until she got out the door. Yeah. Like slammed the door and I was like, oh my gosh, she's fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, get me the fuck away from this guy. <laughs> God. And then I just proceeded to have my regular normal night because I was like, it's she not that serious. had a great time. Yep. I went home, minding my business. <laughs> uh-huh. And then he picked me up and... Took care of me the rest of the night because I was drunk. But what were we talking about? But my point is, is that I didn't air out anything that was going on with oh, my yeah, family. Oh yeah, while you were there, and your mom was here with you because mm-hmm. she stayed with Jewel when you went to go pick me up. Yeah, and you didn't air anything out with her because as soon as you came to pick me up, we were like, "Yeah, we're good." Yeah, because you were acting like an asshat. I was just cranky. Yeah. And that's just what it is sometimes. And I apologized and we moved on. Yeah. That's important. Even Moving if you're just on from it? No, even if you're just cranky, you apologize. Oh yeah. I Absolutely. feel like you still like if I'm gonna be cranky enough to cause a disturbance in your peace, the least I can do is just apologize for that. Acknowledge it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Or the times when you're like, hey, bud, you were cranky earlier. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't like it. It was because of this. And then, like, I break it down. And you're like, but why? That's stupid. Yeah. I actually have, like, in my notes that the level of commitment that I have for you has mm-hmm. always been reciprocated, even in fights, even in misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. So the way that I perceive what you're doing may not always be what it is. Mm-hmm. And that when you clear it up, the commitment is still the same because you're still giving me like, hey, here's what was actually going on. Mm. X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And sometimes me wanting to fix the problem, even if there isn't one, mm-hmm. is met with the same level of commitment in the form of a, of an impo- of an apology. Mm-hmm. And I think that that gets overlooked sometimes. Sometimes an apology is reciprocating the same level of commitment. Wow. Are you think are you thinking that, that's just like that's a lot to process. Sometimes I think we get into arguments with our significant other and it's based off of what we perceive your action to be. Mm-hmm. So when the action or the thing that happened isn't what it was, mm-hmm. there's no longer anything to fix. Yeah. And then... And it, you want something to fix. And that that relates perfectly to this, like, philosophical thing that I have in my, like, notes for a potential Saturday video. But it's it's not their action that bothered you. It's your opinion of it. Yes. And then you and I have gotten to the point where we're like, all right, what's your opinion of this? Like, we don't directly say that, but, like, we can break it down to that level of the conversation Mm -hmm. and that level of commitments. Like, all right, I'm doing this to understand you Mm -hmm. and why this does this to you or, or why you feel this way. But it also is helping me learn about myself Mm-hmm. In those moments as well, vice versa, whenever the roles are reversed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I think I would say that like an apology serves as that, like as being the same level of commitment when the argument is not what you think it is mm-hmm. or the misunderstanding. Um, I think it's also, it helps me learn, it's helped me to learn about myself and be like, oh, um, Even though this wasn't what I thought it was, an apology is the only thing that I can offer to you to take accountability for whatever it is that I made you feel. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just a meaningless word or a meaningless thing to do. I give you that every single time because I want you to know that like, oh, it was perceived this way. Here's how I can resolve this by communicating better next time, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Here's my apology. While we also are allowing each other to feel out mm-hmm. the emotion. It's like, hey, I, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. It, mm-hmm. And we ne- it's never the I'm sorry you feel that way because that's disrespectful. I hate that. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I did that. Yeah. Or I didn't think it would come off that way Mm -hmm. like accountability there we go um of your own actions and acknowledging that like 
oh, it's not only about the way that you see it. Like, just because you intend it some way doesn't mean it can't be perceived another. Mm-hmm. And, and igno- acknowledging that that happens, it's like, oh, I see how that looked that way. Yeah, and because I have learned that with Juan, that, like, you know, you take accountability for your actions, you offer the apology, you recognize what you could do do differently. That's not just for romantic relationships. That's mm-hmm. for all of them. Yeah. Especially, like, we practice that with Jewel as well. Yeah, and it's a lot easier to do it with other people because I practice it with you daily. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm, like, very conscious of, like, how things can be perceived Mm-hmm. from my actions or like you asked me a question about how someone could have treated me a certain way from mm-hmm. the, spe- uh, the specific scenario we were talking about mm-hmm. and I was like it could have been perceived completely different than what I intended because mm-hmm. I was like I don't know how I look to them in that scenario mm-hmm. like it's a lot easier to remove myself just emotionally like driven It makes me less emotionally driven in conflict. Yeah. It makes me less emotionally driven in conflict. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And this is sort of what I mean about, like, the relationships being portrayed on social media as one extreme or the other. Like, I'm sure there's a way, like, you know, you and I like to really talk about Mm -hmm. things and we talk and talk and talk and talk Mm -hmm. um there's a way that we could break this down like into like short form media that would be way more like easier to digest Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm positive we are not the only people that do this shit oh yeah i'm not saying we're out here pioneering something new like i'm just like wow this is like like when we talk to our other married friends and like mm-hmm. we have these conversations, I was actually having like a deep conversation with my friends not too long ago about these life changes and like a question was presented like, is your significant other unrealistically supportive? Mm-hmm. And then there's the statement that you've given me before that you have this amount of blind trust in me Mm -hmm. and I'm like the fact that it's a blind trust it's like it feels like there's no amount to it it's just unlimited like yeah in terms of like you know the the standards we set Mm -hmm. and what we've talked through it as like far as expectations and like how we want to live and how you want me to lead and putting me in that position. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know we kind of, like, we may have touched on something like this in the anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. But, like, taking it to heart and not just keeping it surface level. I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, like, you know the, you understand, like, the depth of what yeah, I'm asking. Like, yeah, it's not just to be all cute and like making it a good caption on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like I feel that marriage is portrayed as this end goal when it's literally just the start. Like that's when life is on hard mode. That's when your relationship is on hard mode. 
And the significance of marriage is just a milestone on an endless journey to me because, like, yeah, you can hit other milestones like the buying the house, the having kids, or whatever order you may have it in, which there shouldn't be a specific one because there's not. Mm-hmm. I always love to share the stuff about, like, the there's no timeline. But you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's portrayed as like, all right, once I get married, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, we're, this is where the work begins because, like, it depends on how long you guys were together, on how much you've been through. And Abby had shared something about, uh, who was it, Jordan Peterson? Yeah. What Do you remember what he said? He was talking about how you will go through some of the hardest times with mm-hmm. your spouse. And possibly some of the best, but definitely... The darkest times. And he was saying something about, like, you don't, not that you don't deserve the best if you don't go through the worst, or was it something like that? Well, you may not experience the best if you can't make it through the worst. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's literally, like, the test of marriage. Mm -hmm. And of course, we got a lot of crap for getting married young. We still get, we still get shit. Yeah. I know people, like, have come out of the woodwork and were like, oh, well, was the reason that you guys got married was because you were pregnant? And I was like, I wasn't pregnant when we got married. I got pregnant shortly after. Yeah. But not during. Otherwise, why the hell would I have drank that much? That was actually something we consciously talked about. Mm -hmm. We were like, we're not... Like, if we're in this for the long haul, we're not having kids until we're married. Mm-hmm. Got married, boom, right away. Yeah. That was a choice that we made, but... That's something we openly had to talk about. Yeah, that was just our specific choice, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like... I'm just bringing it up in context of, like... Oh, yeah, no, n- I'm... Having to talk about these, like... Yeah. This is what it means to be... With someone forever, you're making life-changing decisions together all the time. Yeah, and that, like, whether you're, you want to be single or you want to be married and you have a choice, like, I had a choice. Mm-hmm. I was engaged. I could have gotten married. I could have been like, ah, fuck you. Damn. <laughs> it um, would have happened like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But... The choice was there that I could have chosen either one. And I recognized at that point in time, despite being young, that life could be hard either way. Mm -hmm. Is there a different level of hard for each of them? Sure. But I won't know until I try. Mm -hmm. You got to pick your hard. Yeah, you got to pick your hard. And I thought, you know what? This guy is the best. I love this guy. Hey, stop. But no, like on a I know. Serious, serious note, like Juan is my bestie. Mm-hmm. He's my very first committed relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fresh out the friend zone. Yeah, fresh out the friend zone. But I also think that also 
gets overlooked. Like, you and I were magnetic best friends from yeah. the gate. Literally day one. Like, we made, we had one conversation, and I was like, oh, my God, is this my best friend? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, like, whenever people ask about, like, if I see people, especially now that my friends are starting to get married, I'm like, listen, be their friend first. Like, yeah. Or for anyone looking, be be a friend first. Like, not saying friend zone on purpose, but like, at the end of the day, we're not just husband and wife. We're the this is my best friend. How can we only just be husband and wife and you not be my best friend? Like, yeah, you literally know every single thing about me. I know. And this is actually this is what we talked about in that conversation about like. Um, the same conversation about the blind trust and the unrealistically supportive. Mm-hmm. It was like, how well do you know your partner? Like, the what was the question? What's her favorite toothpaste? Without even thinking, I was like, charcoal without fluoride. Yes. That's Abby's. Yep. And then I, like, they were shocked that I answered so quick. And mm-hmm. then they told me theirs and they were able to break that stuff down. Like, mm-hmm. to get to understand someone to that level... And like, learn about you in that way, and like it's all subconscious. I'm not sitting there in the bathroom like, all right, what toothpaste is she using today? Like, <laughs> it's nothing <laughs> weird like that. It's like, no, I, I see the little things every single day. Like, mm-hmm. I know how you like to wake up. I know how you what you brush your teeth with. I know your favorite type of clothes to wear. Like, mm-hmm. all those little things were so fun to learn about. Mm-hmm. And even the, like, the not-so-fun things, but you make... Learning the the bad things about each other. Well, maybe not even the bad, but... Like, well, yes, the bad, but also the the little things about somebody, like, like your health history, right? Yeah. And making small gestures towards that. Mm-hmm. To let them know that's like, hey, bud, I care about you and I want you yeah, to be healthy. So please do the, please do this. Take this supplement. Do this, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I do that with you. Yeah. And although it's not like a romantic thing to be like, hey, I read up on these supplements. Well, I don't know. How do you perceive that when I do that? This I, is a real thing that I do. <laughs> no, I, I think we've talked about this one time i said it's very like endearing Mm -hmm. to me and like i see it as very like loving on just a human level Mm -hmm. like to see that you care as much as about actually sometimes a little bit more about my own health than i do Mm -hmm. like i pay i pay attention to it but i mention it to you and then i let it go because I just got to focus on a bunch of other shit. But mm-hmm. you look it up and you're like, hey, I found this, this, and this for your heart. Because, like, we worry about my heart health a, a lot. And um, mm-hmm. we want to take care of it. And you're like, stop eating this. Don't drink that. Um, mm-hmm. We have to only eat this kind of bread for the rest of our life. Or I'm going <laughs> to start making this jelly on my own. Like All things I actually say. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's... Of course, it's very motherly of you now because you're in the mom role, so you're always taking care of somebody. Mm -hmm. But it's very, like, it's very loving, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, thank you. It means a lot. 
Because yeah. I'm like, damn, someone, someone's taking care of me. She got my back. Like, yeah. she really got my back. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it's perceived. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think that, like, again, with the extremes that are on social media, whether it's you're uber successful and finances are not an issue or you bitch about your significant other, there is this... There is no amount of, like, money or complaining that is going to get rid of the hard stuff. And that's just from a relationship aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Sure, like, if you have money, you can go see the best doctors and all of those things. But it's still a problem that you're going to run into, whether you like it or not. And I think that's what gets overlooked, is that there's this idolized high point with the checkboxing all of the perfect standards of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, well, everything will be easier. Sure, maybe monetarily, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you get to skip over all of the difficult things that can happen to the human body or that can happen with families or that Mm -hmm. can happen um, individually, like, You know what I mean? Like, you can't skip over trauma. You can't skip over sickness. You can't skip over health. You can't skip over any of that stuff. I mean, they literally say it when you're stating your vows. Yeah. In sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer. Yeah. Like, Like you you really go through that shit. Yeah. It's not always better. Yeah. It's not. And to be able to look at your partner in life in the face and be like, this shit sucks. Yeah. We're going to make it through, though. Yeah. And that's Sorry what I mean is like the, the com- and on the, uh, the bottom end of that is like going on social media and complaining about your significant other. It doesn't make it go away. Mm-mm. It doesn't. You're prolonging it. And contributing to it. Yeah. And so through all of those things, you have a lot of people that are like, well, then what? is the right thing to do communicate bro Mm -hmm. you know you have to work through it there's no easy steps there's no easy way out there's no you are not getting over that mountain by just closing your eyes and wishing for the best Mm -hmm. my dad always told me wish in one hand shit in the other and see which one fills up faster (laughs) (laughs) yeah You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to go away. You have to deal with it. And so, regardless, do you want to deal with it by pretending it's not there? Do you want to deal with it by complaining about your significant other to everybody else? And being like, oh, they're not doing X, Y, and Z. The only person that can fix your problem is you first and then your significant other second. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's such a hard thing in itself to accept mm-hmm. because you want to look outward and be like, you are my problem. Yeah. But it's like, no, I'm not. I am my biggest problem first. And anything afterwards that I can't solve on my own, I have to ask you to solve. Mm. That is exactly how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But we've never, again, we never spoke about it. 
we just kind of started doing it. Like there was no one that actually told us about this. There was no method we saw. We're just like, hey, why? Like, So I asked Juan this question yesterday when we were trying to figure out how to approach this topic because, well, this is a very – a lot of different topics in one Yeah, we've touched on a lot. And I asked Juan this exact question. I said, if both you and I never witnessed a successful marriage, why jump into a marriage, especially so young? And I still don't have – I don't have an the answer. answer for I don't you. have a have an answer either. I'm gonna have to like like really think about it. But as I was thinking about it, I wanted, I guess, to share what it being married young taught me, mm-hmm. and what those circumstances of life taught me. Um, never seeing a successful marriage or a successful relationship in general. You're not taught communication. You're not taught compassion, really, or empathy. It's more so like a a victimizing state that you see a lot. Mm -hmm. And you're not taught how to compromise. And you're not taught how to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You're not taught any of those things. And, of course, like as you get older, you can look back and see it. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, comparing our relationship or certain scenarios we go through, I remember my parents going through it and seeing how it was handled then. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, not to shit on them, but, like, both of our parents are separated. Mm-hmm. And we literally got married as all the all of that was happening. Yeah. Like. But my point with that is that with not having learned or even knowing those things existed like I didn't really know what I knew what the word compromise meant but I didn't know what it meant to a relationship Mm -hmm. and a marriage Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what empathy meant in a marriage Mm -hmm. all of those things especially communication you don't realize how important it is until you need it yeah so not knowing any of those things I didn't even realize that because of what our relationship was and what I had in you as a friend and a significant other that I wanted to learn those things, but I didn't know what they were. Mm -hmm. I just started doing it because I knew it was for the betterment of our relationship. Mm -hmm. Me sitting and being like, you... you know, poking at me, what's your problem? What's your problem? What's your problem? I finally was like, you know, maybe I should just tell him what my problem is the first time he asks. Or, hear me out on this one, I approach you with my problem. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. None of that stuff, none of that stuff was taught to us. And then here I was trying to figure those things out without knowing what they actually were. Mm-hmm. I just knew that the harder I tried and the more commitment that I gave to you and the more I tried to change my own habits, I learned these things and it bettered the relationship. Now to be almost eight years later mm-hmm. and everybody be like, communication is everything, compromise, sacrifice. And I'm like, wow, that would have been great to know going into it. 
and you and I just but I mean, figured it out. And I even if we were told, do you still think it would have like helped? Like, it, could it really have prepared you for what? We prepared went me? No. No. So then we still would have had to learn it on our own anyway. Yeah, but that's what I, that's sort of my point is that I think whether you know about it or not, it's the commitment that you have to the person and how dedicated you are to being in their life and being their significant other Mm -hmm. that will prove if you're willing to learn those things or not. I gotcha. It's kind of like two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. All of the values are still there. It's whether you know them or not that I guess, I don't want to say makes a difference, but can change how you approach it. This is a hard topic to talk about because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have all of the correct answers. I only know what works for you and I. I mean, we're not trying to give correct answers. Like, yeah, I know. of course, everyone's going to learn about it. Like, until you're in a situation where you have to give compassion, empathy. Like, of course, we've we've seen it. We just don't know what it meant in that moment. Mm-hmm. We probably were taught it, yeah. just not. It just wasn't explained to us. Yeah. No, that's what I mean is I knew what all of those things were. But I didn't know what they were to a marriage. It's different when you have to apply common sense to a marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Explain, please. You know how they say, like, you know, communication is everything, right? Mm. I've heard that a million times for a very long amount of time. Communication is everything. Your friends, your family, whatever, your significant other. In a marriage, that shit is completely different. Yeah. With with your friends and family, there's a certain level that I feel like it'll only go so far. Mm-hmm. And that's because you don't have the same level of commitment to your best friend that you do your husband. Uh At least I don't think you should. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're more committed to your best friend than you are your husband, I'm like, I don't know. Husband or wife. Husband or wife, whatever. I'm just using myself as an example. (laughs) It's just different. I don't, that one is a little more nuanced that I don't know how to explain. It's, uh, Common sense is not common sense in a marriage. I can't wait till you figure this out. This is the land of the lawless. It's <laughs> 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 a fucking free-for-all. We've talked about a lot. I know this has such a somber ending. Good. It's about time. Yeah. It's not like we've resolved world hunger today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. I don't think we intended for it to be difficult to talk about. It's just... I mean, this is 
what we work through. We try to give examples of... I feel like this is still positive reinforcement. Yeah. Like this is healthy to listen to. This is healthy to try and comprehend. Yeah. And put this yourself. Is a, this is a good example of how common sense doesn't necessarily apply to marriage. We don't have all of the answers. I don't have a clear cut answer for that that statement. Uh-huh. This whole thing being like kind of hard to fight through and talk about is a pretty good example of common sense does not apply to marriage. I get it now. Do you understand? I, it, cl- <laughs> it just clicked. I get it now. I get it. Can't explain it. I get it. I get it. I'm so I, I understand. I'm so glad I didn't want to be in this boat alone. <laughs> I get it. Thank you. You're very welcome. Well... I don't know where else to go from there. So if you haven't heard yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace, love. And applesauce. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.